Hey everybody, welcome to Momentum, uh, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras, and we're here today with Denise Harlow, my mom, talking about missions, um, specifically missions in Malawi, where she just was. Um, before we dig into uh, more about what's happening in Malawi right now, um, I just wanted to take a step back and find out a little bit more of your journey of what what it's meant to you to be a globally minded Christian. Have you always been a globally minded Christian? Well, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this because I was raised in a family that was evangelist, but it was uh, more in North America. So no. I was not a globally minded Christian. I was probably a very, very shallow internal Christian, just about my own little world and everything that's so convenient for me and my life and my friends. And yeah, I was so ignorant. And I would see commercials even on TV. You know how they have uh, commercials for compassion or world vision or whatever. And I would just for some reason in my brain, it just didn't seem real. I didn't think it was real. You know, mm. it's so pathetic. Yeah. But uh, now I know differently. But I was not a globally minded Christian. So, so what what happened? What along the way changed your your convictions about you know being involved with seeing you know being a part of what God is doing across the globe? Well, it really took some real-life experience for me to actually get there. And and part of it is because I'm actually a very visual learner. I can't, I can't comprehend concepts that I don't experience or see. Uh, when I would read history or anything growing up, it just never registered what, what was actually happening. If I would have seen movies, I think it would have probably gone a lot farther in my mind. But... It wasn't until Tim was invited on a missions trip um, in Kenya, Nairobi. Nairobi, Kenya, actually. <laughs> and uh, he was invited there with some friends to go see what this um, particular woman and this particular local ministry was doing there in the slums of Nairobi. And so he went with some other guys. I wasn't there, but he came back blown away and had so many pictures and video to show us and it it wasn't about oh cool safari cool africa anything like that it was like horrific place reality yeah. for yeah. these people and um getting involved with this woman who was really working to educate these children and help them and she'd go into the slums and she started in college it's mary kamau um and so she uh, is with missions of hope and she has done wonders so that was some of my early experiences and then our family went to costa rica and did uh, some mission works for their lower income areas which are also very slums and did a feeding center helped feed at a feeding center and yeah that was a partnership with a church there mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so that was doing some bringing in some temporary uh 
help medical, mostly medical right. Because we did at their church glasses. to bring people mm-hmm. in. You girls mm-hmm. went with us, and it was a great experience to serve people who needed to see. Um, but I've learned an awful lot since those experiences. But as I've seen, the world is a lot bigger place than the North America and the places I've visited and have lived. Um, it's been so good for me personally. You know, I, I hesitate to say that everyone needs to go somewhere because it doesn't seem like it should need to be that way. And it's just as maybe way more effective um, to even send things through great organizations, you know, like Compassion or World Vision, who are already doing a great job, great work. Um, but it, there is huge heart change that's happened um, in myself and in, like you said, and everyone I know who actually does go and experience reality, especially for those of us who are so privileged to be so physically secure and safe, you know, financially provided for. And, you know, even when things are tough, we are way more financially stable than absolutely the rest of the world. And so to actually see that reality um, and get to know someone who's in a different context and hear their story does really change you. Yeah. And see where they live, see what it smells like. That is what hit me Um, because you can go back and show people but it doesn't capture the odors that are surrounding you when you're walking through the slums or Mm. even um, the lack of sewage system the lack of sanitary water the uh, lack of a garbage system oh yeah it's a hard life it is very very hard yeah Uh, and that's that's the poor who uh, I believe we're called to care about as Christians. Yes. Um, we're supposed to just care about our uh, everyone because Jesus pretty much died for everyone. So let's say that's a given, but he especially said so much about taking care of the poor. Um, so how do you make sure that you continue to remember to take care of the poor mom and in your normal life? Well, that's that's a great question because there's many local opportunities too for each one of us who are listening if we stop and think about it. And then there's global opportunities too. I I have to remind myself of the real people. Whether if you sponsor a child, whether you get to meet them or not, that kid is looking forward to that letter and those stickers, you you know, you spend a dollar on to stick in the mail. Mm-hmm. When you when you're at the see the other end, and them getting so excited to get a piece of mail, and they put your picture up in their house, and they value the things. When once you've seen that, and you remember that, I I I can't help but think feel this heavy responsibility for any sponsored children to. Make sure I get packages to them regularly because I know it's encouraging to them and to be praying for them. Um, that That's huge for me. 
Um, I have to continually read scriptures about our responsibility. I mean, we, we know we're supposed to love our neighbor. We have the story of the Good Samaritan. We have the scriptures and Psalms that tells us to um, help with the poor and uh, help with the needy. And even the rich young ruler. I mean, Jesus, he was a great guy. This was a guy who was really living righteously. And he, uh, Jesus looked at him and loved him. And then he challenged him, hey, sell all you have and give it to the poor. And then come follow me. And, you know, this, this man went away very, very sad. And this guy was probably better than most of us. And so I have to continually evaluate myself, you know, compare myself to Jesus and how low I am compared to him or even this man or other people who are, have just served others tremendously. So I, I, it really helps me to stay in scripture, um, remember live people I've met on trips. Um, yeah. Anything along that sponsorship too. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you put that message in front of people you lead? How do you encourage people you lead to begin to see or understand or care about God's work in the rest of the world? That's that's really challenging. I, I think it's the most effective way is personal stories, personal conversations, because I grew up, and I and and many people here listening have probably attest to this. You know, watching a slideshow of a missionary, and they show things in their country, and it was so boring and blah blah, and it never sunk into my heart and stuff. But when I hear a personal story, and or can share a personal story with a friend of what went on and what touched me and or what made me cry, or what made me laugh, or whatever it was with a a real emotion. I think that is the best. I was even blessed to be able to invite a couple of friends to go last year on one of the missions trips with me um, when I was speaking. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited that they rose to the challenge and and went. And so now they have seen firsthand uh, the work we're doing in Malawi, which... um, Mm -hmm is a whole totally different work. Um, it's so powerful um, because it's more effective. You know, Americans have been doing mission work in uh, Africa for a long time. and nothing Everywhere. Everywhere. And nothing's changed. Yes. And Tim and I actually uh, saw a missions program that actually changed a country. Yeah. So by, when you say uh, nothing's changed... What you want to say is that you have seen and we have seen now that a lot of the things that we thought were in good, doing with good intentions were the wrong things and were ineffective. And instead of being those things being empowering and helping a group of people, a country or a church, Um, find more wholeness and healing normally it just led to 
more reliance on an outside source, which was debilitating and in some ways embarrassing and in some ways just plain ineffective. And so we've seen that happening over and over again. And I think because of that, so many people are really weary of missions trips. So so I really wanted to get to talk to everybody about what's what is happening with Malawi and what is happening with the peace plan. Mm-hmm. And and when we say this, we did it too. I mean, I'm I'm not. We did the exact same thing. Go take clothes to other countries. Go hand out food. Go, you know. So as we saw, we've been enabling, yeah, and not empowering. Yes, yes. I'm I'm, as and our church are as guilty as anybody. So about four or five years ago, we had the opportunity to go to Rwanda and see a mission program that has turned Rwanda around. Now, Rwanda experienced Mm -hmm. the genocide. This was a very broken country. There was so, you know, so much conflict and hatred and distrust and and corrupt government yes and orphans Um, yes yes lots of orphans from specifically from the mass genocide yes yeah and it was oh talk about a very poor broken country well saddleback went in with a new program that is called the peace plan and have been working with Rwanda. It's probably been 15 years now, which I love the commitment there. That's one part of it. But what I love is the general idea is that as Christians, we go in and get their churches healthy, help train them, their pastors and leaders. Then we go train the lay people in the church in various skills and they go serve their country and help their their own kinsmen, their own countrymen. And then the glory goes back to the local church and to God through the local church. And so there, then mm-hmm. the churches are growing, the people's skills are growing, the country's getting healthier, Christians are working together, which... You know, doesn't that sound familiar? (laughs) And Jesus wanted us to be unified. So um, when we saw Rwanda, we couldn't get over it. And then we had the opportunity to, lack of a better word, to help. Help help enact the peace plan. In Malawi. In Malawi. Yes. Yes. And I don't know if you're listening and you know where Malawi is, but I did not know where Malawi was. Mm -hmm. I had never heard of Malawi. Um, we have a joke that, uh, you know, our, our executive pastor thought they said Maui. And he said, yes, <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> so um, it's actually one of the smallest countries um, in Africa. It's in, along a lake and it's called the heart of Africa and very, very poor. And so we three years ago began this program there and we've been first of all, getting the churches healthier. And so we've been going in and teaching um, some purpose-driven principles to the churches to help them have some great application to help their churches. And what's cool about Malawi is that these, the, the leader asked for this kind of 
help and training. So there were strong influential leaders in Malawi that knew what happened in Rwanda and asked for the peace plan to be enacted there and to be a part of it. So there are fired up leaders who are ready to make things change, who then were so humble and asked for input of Mm -hmm. these people. So we're not just going in telling them that they're things are broken and this is how to fix it it's this is a relationship that's gonna span years and these people asked for this and so we're responding to a real need and it's cool um we have the benefit of them hearing about rwanda which you know when Mm. saddleback first began in rwanda there wasn't you know, another country that had done it. But we, these people in Malawi have heard of what's happened in Rwanda. And, uh, and so they are excited. And um, we've had, we've graduated over 600 pastors so far in training them in healthy church principles. And they are so excited. And they're telling other church leaders. And they can now train other church leaders because we've given them the materials and so then therefore it's them helping their other countrymen and it's just the beginning Mm. isn't that great that does not that's it's just awesome it's cooperation and and it's teaching and not like i'll come in and just be your pastor for you it's just straight up empowerment I, i should tell them what the peace plan actually stands for. So P is plant churches. And to me, included in that is actually um, help the health of churches at the same time, Mm -hmm. which we've been doing. E is equip servant leaders, um, which is people in the churches. It's not just the pastors. It's Everybody's a minister, just like here in North America. They are supposed to be using their gifts. So equip servant leaders, assist the poor, C is care for the sick, and E is educate the next generation. So um, it includes all these different avenues, and it's very cool because there's they call it a three-legged stool, and you the, the strongest leg, honestly, is the church. But then you bring in the business sector, and especially you Mm -hmm. first get the Christian business people on board, and they bring in some of the other business people. And then the Mm -hmm. last is the government. And that's a trickier one, but we actually have a man in parliament being our person of peace. And um, it's, it's exciting to see how... Even the government wants to see their country do better. So I'm so excited to see what God and the people of Malawi do and Parkview together do in Malawi over the next 15, 20 years. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So so you you went. You just recently got back. I did. Um, how was your trip? <laughs> it was good. This is actually my third time to Malawi. I couldn't believe it. So, um, yeah, I, I got well, to go. it's just a little skip away. So oh, easy yeah, easy peasy. There's one 16-hour flight that is just a killer and then a couple of two-hour flights. But, yeah, it's a long, long way. But uh, I've gotten to go three times. I feel honored. I have really a heart for the Christian 
women who are leading the pastor's wives, the women pastors, the uh, women servant leaders. And so I've done a half-day women's conference uh, for the second time. Just so honored and blessed because these women get so little encouragement. You know, in the United States, we have conferences everywhere, all the time you can choose. They have nothing. And so it's just an honor to go and encourage them and then, you know, see them cry and be joyful at the end, just just feeling blessed. It's just an honor to go and, mm-hmm. and be with them. What was it like um, for you to prepare to teach in front of a different cultural audience? You had context for it because you've been there twice. Yes. Yeah. And I spoke last year as well. I actually, um, we have some relationship with Rick and Kay Warren and Kay has a real heart for Rwandan women and has spoken over there. And so I just had the opportunity to sit down with her before I went and I just asked her about it because I didn't want to be insulting when I went to these women. I didn't want to degrade them. I didn't want to, um, assume anything and I just wanted to have an understanding and honestly they're just women who love love their families their God and actually carry a lot more heavy burdens than the women here in North America it's unbelievable and Mm. and so a lot of the things that we care about is what they care about but they don't have laptops and they don't have a car and they don't have access to all the things we have so um it's it's I did I did have to take a step back and think okay can they relate to this you know and things that make me upset are ridiculous when I'm stopping to think about this probably doesn't make them upset. <laughs> That's just spoiled, Denise. You are spoiled, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good to um, for That's me to reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah, that's great perspective. Well, I just wanted to talk a little bit, delve into that a little bit, um, because I just really believe that when you see God working in another cultural context, you see more of who God is than you could mm-hmm. if you didn't. Um, our God is just so huge and um, seeing him at work in other parts of the world, seeing him at work through different cultures and um, traditions and seeing people love each other in even different ways throughout the globe is just, it, it changes your faith and it's beautiful and Um, So I just want to encourage you all out there as leaders who influence people to to either keep at what you're doing or to really think about encouraging the people in your world to step out of your own cultural context, Um, whatever that looks like, whatever God's calling you to. um, Maybe I'm, you know, a first step in that direction is a a compassion trip or a world vision trip, some, some organization that is both familiar and credible to you. Um, or maybe your church already has a partnership somewhere, or maybe you're a church leader and you want to reevaluate if that partnership is healthy, um, or enabling. And so just wanted to bring up all these things, talk a little bit about what the peace plan is doing. Um, and then ask for prayer over, over Malawi and over the peace plan that God would, 
move in some amazing ways and a lot of healing would happen. Um, is there anything you want to say, Mom, to wrap it up? I would just really um, challenge you to kind of think about your missions and what they are doing. And like you just were saying, evaluate, wow, are, are we being as effective as we could be as we share Jesus with them and, and grow this country to be a healthy place as well as a healthy spiritual place? So it's, it's, it was so good for me. I was just totally ignorant, so it was great for me. So if anybody has any questions, they can reach out and, and email us and uh, comment, and we'll get back with you. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, and um, let's pray together. Lord, we just lift up the country of Malawi. We lift up the leaders of the peace plan. We lift up those who are on the ground. Um, we pray for protection spiritually for them, physically. God, um, would you would you heal sickness and break the chains of poverty that uh, hurts so many and enslaves so many? And um, God, would you show show us all a new way to live through this relationship. And I thank you for um, all the women there. God, we lift them up today as they're leading from their homes and businesses and churches. And we pray that they feel your love and empowerment and grace um, today and throughout. We love you, Lord. Thank you guys for tuning into Momentum. For more information and encouragement, check out momentum.net and or deniseharlow.com am i right yeah or you can follow denise on instagram or facebook and we hope you all have a wonderful day get outside of your context do some research and go on a trip